Well, there you go. Philip Malloy is with me. Um, I am still, despite your efforts to wean me off, Philip, mm. Movies for Men, oh, I'm still watching. <laughs> and this morning, I was watching a very interesting movie called... Uh, I forget. Oh, I do. Arizona Raiders, right? That's like Johnny Mac Brown or someone. No, like no. Audie Murphy. Oh, is it? And of course, a, a, he himself said, you know, all, the only thing that changed in my movies was the horse. Yeah. And yeah. it was a real Audie Murphy film. But the interesting thing in it was a guy who subsequently played Tarzan, no, before had played Tarzan, won the 400 metres freestyle in the 1928 Olympics, Buster Crabb. Oh, yes, yeah. So it he was went, a, uh, didn't he play Flash Gordon as well? Yes, yeah, he did, yeah, Flash yeah. Gordon. But it was a typical, you know, yeah. Otter, as they say. Uh, Audie Murphy. There was one in the afternoon as well, and I just caught a bit of it. And I, I was kind of riveted a, for one reason, and that was the... The co-star in it was Robert Preston, and he played the baddie in it. I think Robert Preston was a great, great actor, I have to say. And what was the movie? Uh, the movie was called The Sundowners. Now, you'll remember a movie called The Sundowners from 1960 with Robert Mitchum and Deborah Kerr and set in Australia. It's not that. Uh, it's, Is this with Glenn this, Ford? No, no. no? It's, it's Robert Preston and Robert Sterling, uh, an actress called, uh, remember my darling Clementine? Yeah. Well, the Clementine in that was played by an actress called Kathy Downs, and it was her Chill Wills was in it Jack Elam all these kind of guys were in it um, but it, it's uh, so it's it's about um, a brother played by Robert Sterling uh, running this ranch and running it in a you know a quite decent sort of way and this is his his Black, the black brother. sheep, the black sheep yeah, arrives right. home, played by Robert Preston, and basically goes against right. him. Uh, and the, the, the only yeah. thing I want to say is, th those movies on, they're, they're actually fading off, off the screen as you watch them. <laughs> they're so old, yeah. aren't they? That, that Sundowners, by the way, was from 1950, so there was about a 10 well, years between they, the two of them. Robert Preston, of course, was was fabulous in the music, he man. Was, he, was. he was brilliant also with Julie Andrews playing... Uh, Victor Victoria. Victor Victoria. But... Uh, uh, the, my favorite is a Sam Peckinpah movie um, called Junior <laughs> called Junior Bonner. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah, Jun I do, and do. He played Junior Bonner. It was played by Stephen McQueen. He played his father, Ace Bonner, and there were some great lines in it. He he described uh, this Ace described someone as meaner than a boot full of barbed wire at one stage. <laughs> great lines like that, you know. Yeah. So and then I first came across him in a movie I adored and watched millions of times, Beau Gest. Yeah. With uh, Gary Cooper and Ray mm. Milland. But the the Good Wife is back on RTE. I taped the first episode and watched it. Yeah. Um, it is the sixth series, isn't it? No, it's series seven Are on you RTE. Sure? Yeah. Oh. And um, it Tara Duggan was watching it of this parish. She thought it was the best she'd ever watched episode. How come these people? Oh, the best episode. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about this for no, years. No, no. She said she it's watched just the episode. Best yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, notable for the absence of Kalinda. Yeah. Now, uh, well, okay, Kalinda is gone. That's, 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 first of all, Kalinda is gone. First and last, she's gone. And she's been replaced by a male detective. 
a male investigator played by an actor called Jeffrey Dean Morgan, very charismatic actor called Jeffrey Dean. And I think he's in, uh, I think he's in at least ten episodes of the new series. That's um, um, uh, series seven, which comes up on more four on the twenty eighth of the, uh, of of the month. All right, yeah. so that's in a fortnight, pretty yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. So we, we get that then. Now the interesting thing is the showrunners, uh, the Kings, Michelle and Robert King, uh, they announced yesterday that after season seven. They're finished. They're gone. Now, a lot of people are very, very worried about this, especially CBS. This is one of CBS uh, most, uh, I suppose, most uh, popular programs. And uh, as well, obviously, it has a big sort of critical uh, cachet. And uh, so they've decided that they're going going to finish. They said that they always intended that it would finish after seven seasons. CBS don't want it. And some of the um, the stars have actually committed to an eighth season. Now, the interesting thing um, about showrunners generally are kind of combinations of writers and producers. And uh, uh, there, there have been cases where showrunners have left and the show has continued to do well. But people keep um, citing one of your favorites, The West Wing, as not being as good as it was after Aaron Sorkin left. Aaron Sorkin, remember he left yeah, after about yeah. three, four, four episodes or four series or whatever it was. And uh, so the, the thing is, when they're um, producers and they're also writers in a dialogue heavy sort of series like this and they leave, well, it does take uh, it does okay. take a lot to replace them. So no, that's what I'm we sure. Have. Yeah. Um, now all the usual ones are left uh, in it, but uh, what's her name? Uh, Margulis. Margulis, yeah, yeah, Juliana Margulis. Yeah, um, she she really is the kind of star of it. No, like, she is. Uh, yeah. She has committed again to an eight series. Uh, Matt Chutry, you know the, yeah. the young fellow, the blonde guy. He he's he's committed, and the great Christine Baranski. She has uh, she has right. committed. Now, everybody is telling me I should be watching Making a Murder. Yes, yeah, and I should. Me, me, me too, and I. I Someone, a colleague actually, uh, whose name I won't mention because he got, might get embarrassed, mentioned it to me yesterday. And I looked at the first episode. OK, it's a 10 hour documentary. And that in itself is rare. When was the last time you heard of a 10 hour documentary? A documentary? Yeah. And it's called, as you say, it's called Making a Murder. And the uh, I looked at the, just the first episode last night. And it's about um, this Wisconsin man, a 41 year old Wisconsin man called Stephen Avery, um, who was uh, sentenced uh, to 18 years in prison for a murder uh, that he didn't commit. He was com- convicted of rape and they found using uh, DNA um, um, sort of apparatus after they found that he didn't commit it. So he gets out of out, out of prison and he's about to sue uh, the Wisconsin police for all kinds of misconduct. And um, a photographer, um, a woman called Teresa Halbeck, is found murdered. And again, he is con- he's sentenced or he's Again? accused, he's cu- accused, sentenced and convicted to life imprisonment without parole. OK. And the, one of the really interesting things about this is, is two filmmakers, a woman called Laura Ricciardi and Moira Demos. Uh, they started to, to film this stuff um, right from the time that he was he was charged, right from the time that the investigation into this woman, the, the, the photographer, started. And uh, so what you have is all of that film, George. All this now, it's kind of it's. I suppose it's kind of visually mundane, but it's absolutely a riveting. Well, story. everybody is talking yeah. about. It. I have to now. Uh, I I'm I'm going to sort of 
quietly take a nap here yeah, if you're yeah. going to talk about Game of Thrones again. Well, I just want to. I just uh, we have a huge uh, uh, Game of Thrones is huge following. I just want to tell people what's happening, what the latest kind of situation is. Yeah. Okay. First of all, um, uh, HBO, that's a home box office. They have committed to um, a renewal, uh, uh, a two a two season renewal. So after um, uh, season six, which is coming up at the end of April, they've committed to two more seasons that will take it up to uh, the eighth season. HBO wants ten seasons. Northern Ireland must be delighted. Oh, by absolutely, that. absolutely. And and it uh, okay. It's first of all, it's a labour intensive series. I, everybody always says that movie making and TV is labour intensive, but this really is labour intensive. Which is great for Northern for, Ireland. Great yeah. for Northern Ireland. It's it's a prestigious show, George. George, it's the most watched series ever on HBO, and and it's it's also the the, the company's longest running show currently on the air. So maybe uh, I should start watching. No, this. absolutely. I mean, uh, how long have I been t- trying to You've been to, telling to get me since it to start. Yeah, that's great stuff. Sorry. And by the by the way, uh, uh, a while ago, it just reminds me of it. A while ago, I was offended by all the nakedness. I, I know. Yeah, that uh, you're easily offended now. <laughs> I, I uh, a while ago, uh, we, we we both talked about um, a series or a book sh- series first of all, and then a, a BBC uh, TV series called The Last Kingdom. You mentioned yeah. that it was Bernard Corn- Cornwall, was it? Yeah. Uh, his, yeah. his, his, his he, book. He, the, the writer of the the Sharp novels. Yeah, that's right. So, and I but said it's t- based in medieval yeah, England. Yeah, I said to you at that time that I was going to wait until the box set came out. I got the box set last week. I just uh, just looked at the first two episodes. I'm quite taken with it, I have to say. Uh, I didn't so get past I'll, episode one, so there so we we'll have mention it. No, I'll, we'll mention it next week again. Um Go ahead. No, well, just before, because you've been, there's a lot on, yeah, really. Yeah. But um, you told me I bought and read yeah. Burt Reynolds' uh, book. Yeah. I read it in about 10 minutes. Absolutely. It's a very it's a very easy to read book. Well, it's, it's a, an appalling it's, book. It, it's, well, I wouldn't say appalling. I mean, you, you, you're at it again, for God's sake. No, it's, it's like, either It's either awful or it's no, the best thing that ever happened. It's the same kind of book that Frederick Forsyth's autobiography is. It's written like he wrote it in about a half an hour. And what he does is, and, 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 and Reynolds does. No, he does, has a co-writer. He has no, a co-writer. Yeah. He's on the, on the front yeah, of it. Yeah, but know. Reynolds does the same thing as Frederick Forsyth. He puts a title on a chapter and yeah. then he writes that chapter. So he says, Fred Astaire. And he writes about yeah. Fred Astaire. And then he goes, Da-da! And he writes about him. Well, well. To be fair, um, you know, for instance, he he does Deliverance. Yeah. And he does bring in a little bit about what. Well, happening. I enjoyed that yeah, because yeah, of yeah. John Borman. Yeah, obviously. yeah. But he uh, and as well, then he does Smoking the Bandit. And he does. Uh, he he he, talk, he he talks interestingly enough about Broadway in the late fifties when he was there yeah. trying to get into the actor yeah. studio. Um, anyway, he one of the things he does at the end of it is he talks about all the stuff he turned down. Yeah. That's what we're getting to. Yeah. And I, I just want to mention a couple of them. He says that Cubby Broccoli, who is the producer, the renowned producer um, of the Bond series, he said he offered him the part of, of uh, James Bond after Sean Connery uh, quit. Now, 
and that was before George Lazenby got it. Lazenby imagine, and he says that's Bert says Bert Reynolds says that he told uh, Cubby Broccoli that an American couldn't play Bond, that the public wouldn't accept it. I think that's I don't know. I, he, I, no, I, I, I think, think that's right. quite sensible. Bond yeah. is a quintessential English, uh, English well, British five, anyway, uh, yeah. British MI five yeah. because Bond was Scottish. Yeah, and th- that's an interesting one, George. In 1988, he says he was offered the role of John McClane in the Die Hard movies, and he passed on it. And he says that he didn't regret turning down anything that Bruce Willis took. <laughs> Which I thought was a good he one. had a couple of good ones. He also, there was a few guys that he didn't like and yeah. he really kind of savaged them. It was yeah. one fellow director, I remember, and he called him an arrogant you-know-what yeah. like, you know, and yeah. that sort of stuff. It, it, it's his second book, by the way, and I read the first one as well and he's very, very hard on his then wife, his ex-wife, Lonnie Anderson. Well, he's very hard one. on his her, wife. Her in this one, yeah. Because she gave him a son, Quinton. That's right. But he, Who he's he, very proud of. But he, I, 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 in this one, she, he, he didn't sort of treat it like this in this one. But in the first book, he actually talks about coming home and her being in, uh, I think, in the pool, um, in flagre delecto, delecto in the pool, swimming pool, with the, uh, with the pool man. But the 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 thing that came out of this that I didn't know because Reynolds has not been somebody I've been very interested in. Yeah. He had a very long relationship with a Dinah famous Shore. American singer, Dinah Dinah Shore, Shore, who yeah. was twenty years older. Yeah, now. that's right, that's right. And sure. they didn't get married because he thought she couldn't give him children. Yeah, which is probably right. I thought the stuff, by the way, about the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I thought that was interesting as well. I'm, I'd be interested in all that kind of old yeah, television yeah. stuff. Anyway. But I didn't think. I mean, I didn't think it was a great book. But, no, but no, not by any means. Not by right. any means. No, but I, one thing, one thing, George, and this is well known. Okay, he turned down two Jack Nicholson uh, movies. He says he turned down uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. You know, Randall yeah. McMurphy, and he says he turned that down, and um, Nicholson got it, and he won the Oscar for it. Now it is well known, and it was considered one of the greatest kind of acts of stupidity ever that uh, he turned down the, the 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 role of the astronaut in terms of endearment. Remember the 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 the, the guy that has the relationship with yeah. Shirley MacLaine in it. Yeah. Well, he, t- he, s- he, t- he says he turned that down and uh, again, Nicholson got it and Nicholson won a Best Supporting Actor Oscar for that as well. So he, he deals with it. The worst decision, yeah. uh, in my opinion, on not but Reynolds, but on turning down a role was, well, a, was undoubtedly Patton. Rod Steiger Patton. from Patton. Yes. I think that was the worst. At a time when his career needed yeah. a story. I and listened, then I, well, what did he what did he do? In, in Waterloo. Favor, Waterloo. Yeah. In, which he, in which he played Napoleon. Yeah, right. Listen to me. Yeah. Um, a wonderful actress, yeah. still alive, yeah. Angela Lansbury. Lansbury. You have news. Yeah, well, the, the, the okay, first of all, could I just say that she's had this amazing career going back over 75 years. Uh, she's made over 60 movies. Uh, she, uh, she, she made the longest-running detective series, Murder, She Wrote, on television. Uh, she also, uh, she, she, I think she won, yeah, she won six Golden Globes. She won five Tonys, and she won two Lifetime Achievement Awards, one from the, um, the Motion Picture Academy in Hollywood and the other one from the one in BAFTA um, in London. And now she's um, uh, in, at this year's Audi Dublin Film Festival. She's to be presented with what they call a Volta, which is an Irish Life Achievement Award, and she'll be presented it with it by the uh, the president Michael D Higgins at the Borgash Theatre in Dublin on the twenty first. Because of she has a house of Westcorp. So she has a house. And of she started her career as a singer dancer. 
Yeah, she was. In uh, musicals. Did, did, did you know she was evacuated? Um, her mother was an actress and yeah. she was evacuated to the United States. I think she was in Canada first and then in, yeah. in, in the US um, during the Second World War. And she started off then as a teenager and she started off really well with two pictures called, one called Gaslight and the picture of Dorian Gray. Oh, yeah. Uh, Listen, you yeah. have a clip. I'd love okay. to hear a clip. Now, yeah. This, yeah. Okay. The, it's from the Manchurian Candidate and it's wonderful. It's been decided that you will be dressed as a priest to help you get away in the pandemonium afterwards. Chunjin will give you a two-piece Soviet Army sniper's rifle that fits nicely into a special bag. There's a spotlight booth that won't be in use. It's up under the roof on the 8th Avenue side of the garden. You will have absolutely clear, protected shooting. You are to shoot the presidential nominee through the head and Johnny will rise gallantly to his feet and lift Ben Arthur's body in his arms and stand in front of the microphones and begin to speak. The speech is short, but it's the most rousing speech I've ever read. It's been worked on here and in Russia on and off for over eight years. I shall force someone to take the body away from him. Then Johnny will really hit those microphones and those cameras with blood all over him, fighting off anyone who tries to help him, defending America even if it means his own death, rallying a nation of television viewers into hysteria to sweep us up into the White House with powers that will make martial law seem like anarchy. Oh. I, that is uh, Lawrence Harvey sitting there yeah. and she, her son, mm. and she is using her mm. son to, to put a communist like he, into the White House. He's, he's actually sitting there with his back to the camera and yeah. uh, she's sitting as well at this table and she gets up and um, she's focusing in on him. And then the camera focuses on her and you see the coldness and the madness in her face yeah. when she's telling him. Well, I'm not sure if villain is female and, and, I know, and male. I know, that, that was villain. That was villain. Wasn't it? Oh, great. And that's from 1963, nominated for an Oscar, uh, and she lost out. Who did she lose out to? Patty Duke. Oh, as as a, the a, miracle a, worker. Yeah. Yeah. That was about the deaf dumb. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's who she I I, I thought that was disgraceful. Was it Anne Bancroft and Patty Duke? Uh, and Anne Bancroft, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Anne Bancroft played the teacher. Yeah, she did, yeah. Yeah. So um anyway, so that was 1963, and then she 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 she, uh, she appeared on on Broadway for in Mame uh, in '66, and I mean the two of those together, George, were a great sort of showcase of her of her talent. Yeah. Could I just say one thing? There's a series of of books which I have at home called The Great Stars, three of them by a guy called David Shipman, and he says that in in many ways she was too versatile for Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, well listen, the other one, Diana is telling me Ronald Reagan turned down Rick in Casablanca because he didn't get the girl. That may be apocryphal or not we'll do all that next week uh, with Philip Malloy and movies well uh, the brother uh, business smart range of inkjet printers well uh, we have a winner and the winner of course is Pat Rooney of Eventide Cornell's Court Hill 
Carrick Mines. We've got the answer right, Gator. But the big thing for Pat now, of course, on Friday, he'll be in with a one in five chance of going to Japan with a partner. Well, go to brother.ie for all the information you need. By the way, uh, every evening on newstalk.com forward slash the right hook, you now have a one hour digest of the programs. Anything you've missed, you can pick it up. And my thanks to the entire team, led by producer Ema Roche. Picture show, 6 o'clock Saturday, an incredible lineup. Honestly, we have a really, really, a really, stru- of a really strong lineup. All right, they are picture show. No sport, picture show. <laughs> Goodbye.